everybody. I'm Latara. I'm Laura. And this is Passions Podcast. Podcast. We're back with another clip episode and for you. And we're back from outer space. I just walked in to find you there with that sad look upon your face. Ooh, I we disagreed. Have changed it. We disagreed on a lot, actually. <laughs> it's fine. Who cares? What are the words? What are the words? I know the words. I thought I knew the words. That's okay. I'm often wrong. I don't hear things well. Yeah. You're visual. I'm visual. Yeah. I'm more, I'm very visual, pretty kinesthetic, not at all auditory. I'm extremely auditory. Which is why I've chosen this medium. (laughs) (laughs) To stake my life, hopes and dreams on. Yeah. It's like, this is extremely challenging. Let's do it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we're going to get into some more clips today. Yay. I love this. We're still in day five. Oh, God. We're still in day five clips. All of these clips are going to be day five clips because there's like 30 episodes of day five. That's so true. That's so true. We really should go back and find out how long day five was. We should. I know it starts in episode 32. Okay. So we can kind of like... Count from there. Count from there. Okay. All right. And we just got out of day five. Oh, don't forget it. Like... (laughs) Don't you forget it. That's crazy. And we're episode 60. We've just begun. We just finished episode 60. Oh my God. Crazy. It's crazy. All right. So here's our first clip. I don't know what it is, but we'll find out together. Uh, should we quickly do Tabitha and Timmy before we jump into them? Girl, yes. Let's talk about <laughs> Timmy and Tabitha very quickly. Because they they don't really have anything going on. They don't have but they anything do. going on. But we still have to talk about them. Because Timmy thinks Tabitha is dead. She's passed out drunk on the floor. And he, in his heart, believes that she's moved on. Yeah, he's he thinks she's dead He's sad. He's crying. He has a montage of flashbacks. And this <laughs> montage is literally every scene, like a clip from every scene they have ever been in in this show up through this episode 37. It's so long. There's so many clips. They had to shorten the theme song at the beginning to make room for the length of this montage. Absolutely. And it was worth it. It was well worth it. It was... God, it was so good. Oh, poor Timmy was in tears. He goes, "You're I can't do the Timmy voice as well as you do. But he says, you were Timmy's reason for living. You're Timmy's reason for living, Sabtha. And he does a little toast, picks up his martini gla- martini glass, does a toast. And then he tries to do, like, CPR poorly. Yeah, he's but like, he's I, can't, he I can't let you die, and you can't die now. And he's pressing on her chest, but he also thinks she's dead. And then... <laughs> And then, and then he drags out a tiny piano <laughs> with a candelabra on it. And then he sits down at the tiny piano and starts to play a song that is not all Lane Zine. It was supposed to be, but, but it wasn't. But he sings all Lane Zine. Oh. But the, what he's playing is something completely different. I, and, the, and the melody he's singing is also also completely wrong. At this point, I said, what is happening? And then it all caps, what is this? <laughs> Should old acquaintance be forgotten? I think he was trying to sing the melody. He just couldn't do it. It was a mess. It was... I was in stitches. I was laughing so hard. And he sang, like, the whole song. Like, the whole refrain. Yeah. But lots of words were missing or wrong. And he I don't was know. banging I on this it. tiny 
tiny piano. It had like one and a half octaves. Yeah, <laughs> but the what the music that was playing was like a telesta, like a yeah. like bells. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, it was not. It was not a piano. <laughs> Everything about it was so exquisitely wrong. Then, then he gets up, says, "Well, I'm out of here," and grabs a bag of golf clubs and um, like a fur boa stole thing, and small his suitcase. tiny suitcase. And he's on his way out the door when Tabitha finally comes to. That's right. And Tabitha's like, get me some aspirin now. So Timmy gets her some aspirin, gets some water, tells Tabitha that he has bad news. And Tabitha goes, well, it couldn't be bad news unless it has... She's like, well, the only bad news that I can imagine is that if Charity was next door at the Bennett house with all of those children talking about her aunt and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, no, she really goes all the way through what has actually happened. Right. Right? She's like, if Charity... Basically, like, if Charity saw... Grace, while she was actually on the bus coming into Harmony, yeah. and then saw Miguel, and then went to find Grace, and then went to the Bennett home, and fi- and is figuring it out as we speak. Exactly. And Timmy's like, yeah, that's exactly what has happened. Yeah, that's it in a nutshell, Tabitha. You got it. You nailed it, Tabitha. Yeah. And so then Tabitha starts to kind of, she's sobering up and scheming about what can we do? Yeah. What can we do about this? How can I fix this? So she finally decides to head over to Grace's shop. And kind of keep her from seeing that brat. That brat. Yeah. And somehow, in the midst of all of this, Tabitha muses about Rasputin, her former lover. Because she goes, ah, Rasputin. Now there's a man who could curl a girl's toes. (laughs) Ra, ra, Rasputin, lover (laughs) of the Russian queen. Lover of Tabitha. Tabitha. I mean, she has, she what? She had a relationship with Rasputin? Yeah, she probably killed him. This? She's the reason that he died finally. It was Tabitha. She probably killed him. (laughs) That wasn't the hypothermia at all. No. Oh, God. This show has everything. It has everything. It's excellent. So as we were listening to that clip, I was trying to figure out, why did I make this clip so long? (laughs) (laughs) And then we got to the Rasputin. And stuff, and I was like, "Oh yeah!" I didn't want to cut it up. I was wondering why it was so long too, but like, I never got bored of it. You know, I was like, yeah. "It's longer than most." It's not. It's it's a, a monster clip, you know, yeah. compared to the other little guys. But it was good. I liked. I liked every minute. There's a lot of things we gotta. There's a lot of ground we have to cover. There's a lot here. to unpack. <sighs> oh. Timmy, first of all, he thinks she's dead. He's very upset. He, and then the the piano. The piano. The tiny little, piano. Little Liberace Timmy. With his little, like, fingers in his gloves. Yeah, because he has, like, a four-gloved hand, yeah. right? It's not five no, fingers. Yeah. Right. Oh, my gosh. Really putting that music degree to work. Yeah. I, you know, some buzzwords in there. Do octave it. and a half. Chalesta. Chalesta. Doing my best. Yeah. We're doing our best. Doing your best stuff. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. How dare you? Uh, yeah, how dare me? <laughs> no, no. And Tabitha and the Rasputin stuff cracked me the oh my fuck gosh. up. I had forgotten about that. Me too. I, that's a man who could really curl a girl's toes. <laughs> oh my gosh. She killed him. <laughs> oh yeah. Tabitha's the thing that. In the end, is the what got him? Uh, yeah. Because after he'd through... been shot and poisoned and, and like, stabbed, yeah, and all of it, they finally threw him in the river. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the thing that, and he didn't drown. He it was hypothermia that got him. It was, ta- I mean, but it was wow. really Tabitha that got him. But it was really Tabitha in the end. All right. Wow. 
Let's go on to the next clip. Wow. <laughs> Teresa has just recapped everything that's mm -hmm. happened for she has admitted seven to episodes. all of her crimes. Yeah, so luckily he can't, lucky for them, he can't hear them, but he has his eye on them, and we'll see how far this goes. Because now he, now the stalker has a stalker. Yeah. <laughs> That's so <laughs> you know? true. Like, how long is this going to go on now? It's just absurd. That's so true. Yeah. Now the stalker has a stalker. That was a perfect line. That's why I included it. Because thank it's you. absolutely fucking perfect. Well, thank you. Now the stalker has a stalker. Because he was stalking those girls. Yeah. Yes, he was. Oh, he's so trash. I'm sure there's plenty more Frank clips to come. Let's Ooh. see. So good. So they're in the chat room. Grace is typing. Sam is standing over Grace's shoulder. They're mm -hmm. talking to each other while Grace and Faith are interacting in the chat room. And Faith is like talking about forces of darkness. And Sam looks at his wife and goes, She sounds a little off, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little cuckoo, huh? Yeah. He's like, he, It was he goes, so funny. <laughs> and yeah, they're chatting about, because Faith says, Something about the dark forces of darkness and evil that their family have been fighting since the Salem witch trials. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. So we're learning more about this family history. Mm-hmm. Sam thinks she's crazy, which of course he does. I, she sounds crazy. I mean, I get it. If yeah. I was hearing this side of the conversation and had no context, mm -hmm. I would absolutely agree with Sam. Yeah. But Faith says that she can prove it with a 300-year-old painting that has the face of evil in it. <laughs> so she sends is this picture through. The greatest thing I've ever seen. And they can't see it, but we can see it on Faith's side. And it's just a picture of Tabitha in a pilgrim costume. <laughs> so, look. So many of my favorite things happened in this episode. Uh, Tabitha has a pilgrim flashback. Two of them. Yeah. She has... Tabitha's a pilgrim. I can't... I don't know what else to say. She's a witch in the Salem witch trial. I don't know what else to tell you. The Salem witch trials got one witch. They well, got, I guess they, she escaped, though. They didn't get any. They didn't get any. <laughs> just no, they weren't very good. Just killed a bunch of women for Tabitha no reason. has a flashback of herself as a pilgrim being put into the stocks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, locked into the stocks. And she says, you'll pay for this. <laughs> It's hilarious and amazing, and I'm so glad that we saw it. I love it so much. Yep. I am flummoxed by this. Oh, my gosh. I love it completely. I love the realization that the Salem witch trials didn't get any witches. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, they got one witch. Well, actually, they didn't. <laughs> they found her, but she got away because she she's away. a fucking witch, and she has magical powers. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Lord. Tabitha. I'm liking these Tabitha clips. I am, too. Yeah. Gosh, so I forgot about this completely, but we are to believe that the Standish family has been fighting off evil, and specifically Tabitha, for 300 years? Yeah, I guess so. Since Pilgrim times. Yeah. In Plymouth. In Plymouth. Down in Harmony. We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. Landed on us. <laughs> All right, what's next? Next. So Tabitha's doing her enchantment, and what happens? Well, on her end, the computer is jumping all over the place. Mm -hmm. uh, and on Faith's end, the computer starts jumping all over the yeah. place. Because Faith 
does not know what's going on on the other side of the computer. All she knows is, I sent this picture and no one is responding. Mm -hmm. What could be happening? And then all of a sudden, the computer starts wiggling back and forth. The table starts jumping around. All hell breaks loose. Yeah. There's shit starting to blow around in her apartment. Yeah. She, <laughs> she's scared it's as like hell. There's, it's like there's hail balls, but instead of falling to the earth, they're flying around in a tornado. She's finally scared for a reason, right? Like, she's finally... Because we often see her cowering for no reason. There's mm. nothing happening. But this time, it's like, yeah, girl, get out of this house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know what is going on in here. You are right. Let's move the, <laughs> move the funk away from here today. You kidding me? <laughs> Oh my gosh. And then what happens? Lord Jesus, Tabitha comes through the screen. She comes through the screen. So she's green and she she her face comes into the screen of the computer and she pushes her head through and then her head starts to like breathe fire. <laughs> it starts to breathe so fire good. and she tells Faith, I got you and I'm going to get your daughter. Oh, it was so so good. It was fucking crazy. Oh my god, it was everything. Man, Grace, uh, not Grace, Faith was absolutely right. Evil is after her. Uh-huh. <laughs> this was amazing. This the, the effects, I love it. Tabitha, in her green head, has come through a computer and is breathing fire like a dragon at mm-hmm. Faith. I mean, come the fuck on. It's amazing. And, oh, that was fantastic. It really, it was like, I'm telling you, this episode. Yeah. This this is one for the books. Yeah. Tabitha's greatest hits. Oh my god, this is at the top of the list. Yeah. Does green equal Tabitha's magic power? I have no clue. Or is that just kind of the clip art that they could do at the time? I have no clue, but she, I know what you're saying because her face was green in that. Uh-huh. The green comes out of her mouth and her, um, when she does the thing with charity. Through the sink. Through the sink, it was green. Yeah. yeah. Like, I wonder if that was just, like, the was, like, easily accessible for the effects team or, yeah, like, I that color. Know. I don't know. Like I don't know. Or maybe they just chose it to be kind of, to try to make it grotesque. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of like slime. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe they just, like, arbitrarily chose it and then were like, well, this feels like we've assigned this color for Tabitha, so now we have to keep using it. Yeah. Yeah, Tabitha comes through the screen. She sure does. Breathing fire. That's a great moment. Oh, my God. The breathing fire part was just so extra. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, she's like... Because it's bad enough she's coming through the screen, and then she (laughs) breathes fire. (laughs) Breathes fire. Like a fucking dragon. Like a a dragon with no body. (laughs) This show is pure excellence. Pure. Can you imagine being in the writer's room when that that concept gets pitched? No. And everyone goes with it. Can you imagine being the the writer that pitches that? Like, and is not afraid that you're going to lose your job. <laughs> um, you know what? Not only do you not lose your job, you get a promotion, my friend. You are now the head writer. You're now the head writer. <laughs> Jeez. What a what a what an amazing brain. Yeah. What an amazing mind. Yeah, a beautiful mind. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so thanks, Teresa. Thanks, Teresa. So the the two girls go into the bathroom, and who's on their tail? Lomax has followed two teenage girls to the bathroom. (laughs) It doesn't look good. (laughs) Optically, it's very bad. Yeah. Yeah, these are very bad optics for this this grown man. And then he... 
Oh, he Lord. is like still talking into his recorder, hmm. like I'm following the girls. I'm hot on the I'm hot on the pursuit. Blah blah blah. Her the one friend Teresa seems like a liar, but her friend seems all right. She's different. She's open and honest. And if we had and then he stops the recording. He goes, if we had met under different circumstances, maybe th- things could be different. So he's like lusting after this child. <laughs> this has become, this has become a common theme with this show where we have grown people lusting after Teenagers. young people. That's, that's, it's unacceptable. It's not fine. I Look, when I was in high school, did I have a little crush on my biology teacher? Yes, I did. Was anything ever going to come of it? Of course not. Did he have those feelings about me? Certainly, Certainly not. not. <laughs> I've never had a crush on a teacher. Oh, I had a crush on Mr. BH. <laughs> I've, ne- I've never had a crush on a teacher. Oh, I, sh- I sure did. I loved him. Oh, he wasn't my biology teacher. What was he? You don't even know. You didn't Shit. really love him. Yeah. You no. didn't really love him. You don't even know what he taught. It was the other science that I can't Chemistry? think of. Chemistry? Nope. The other Physical one. Physical science? Physics. <laughs> Physics. Okay. Physics. She didn't even know. you. She never really I loved you. biology. Mr. She never really loved you, Mr. BH. <laughs> that's not... That's... It wasn't biology. Mm-mm-mm. It was Physics goes to show you how little I paid attention to the class because I was so obsessed with him. Yeah, you right? loved Mr. B.H. I loved Mr. B.H. I don't know uh, anything about him. Oh, he was just like a nerdy little dude. Even then, I loved a nerd. Ooh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I remember he was like funny and like really, like seemed really nice. I mean, it's not like I knew him at all. It's just like this is my perception, you know, in the 45 minutes I was in the classroom. I have just never had a crush on a teacher. I guess I've never had like hot teachers either. I mean, I've had some, I've had some attractive male teachers, but I've never had a crush on one. Yeah. I don't know if he was a hot teacher. Yeah, he probably wasn't. You know, but <laughs> at that point in my life, what, you know. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. You were totally I had into no taste. <laughs> That sounds mean. Now it sounds like I'm insulting Mr. BH. Yeah. Which is not my intention because he, I remember really liking him. I sucked at that class. What did the BH stand for? Uh, like Brooks Hegstrom or something like that. He and his wife like hyphenated. Oh. Oh. I love an unavailable man. (laughs) (laughs) Even as a child. Yeah. Very true. All right. Miguel's trying to comfort her. And then this is another moment where I just start to kind of zone out. I did too. Oh no. Yikes. I wasn't sure. Oh, so the, I know that they left. I don't know how. I, I okay. guess they just decided to go I'm gonna next go, door. I'm going to go through my, my list and, okay. So after that, Simone pulls Kay aside and tells her to show the picture of her mom to Charity. And she basically says, look, what do you have to lose if you show her this picture? Right. On the one hand, you show it to her. She doesn't recognize your mom, and you're home clear. On the other hand, your mom gains her family, and you have a cousin, and like, and your conscience is clear. Mm-hmm. And, and then Kay says, "I don't care about my conscience. I only care about my shot with Miguel." Who? Yeah, they're really making her out to be a super villain. Oh. Yes. A super a villain. super villain. Like, she doesn't give a fuck about her own mom. Yeah. Like, think about that. How that... Your if, mom has no memories of the first 20 years of her life. You know that she is desperate to meet 
her family, learn about her past, feel a connection to her people and her heritage. Mm-hmm. And you know that this might be that moment. Mm-hmm. And you choose not to pursue it. Right. On pu- For a boy. On purpose. Yeah, for on a purpose boy. for a boy. Girl. And she says, uh, Simone says something about, like, that. it's your mom. And she's like, I love Miguel. It's like, okay, girl. Yeah. Bye. We're officially moving into the worst parts of K. Like we, like I feel like before this moment, K was like, eh, th- she, this girl sucks. We don't really care that much about her. Like even at the beginning of this clip, where we we're like, I zoned out because I was zoning yeah. out on these kids. Like she was just annoying and seemed inconsequential and boring. Yeah, but then we take a turn Ew, for the worse, <laughs> for the absolute worse. She's awful horrible and she keeps trying to tell herself that she's not i mean i guess every villain is the hero of their own story you know that's the situation here but she keeps trying to act like oh i've had such a lonely life i'm so overlooked i deserve some happiness happiness is miguel it's meant to be he's the love of my life like shut up yeah and i feel like before this moment it was pretty silly Right, like all the things of keeping her, oh, keeping Charity away from Miguel were kind of a, kind of silly girly things, and and while I couldn't necessarily get behind it, I wasn't that shocked by it, and it wasn't that outlandish that a girl, a teenage girl, would try to keep another teenage girl from the boy she liked. Mm-hmm. However, when we made this discovery about Charity being her cousin and her being um. Her mother being Faith's sister. Right. And she was, like, ready to just let it all go. I have to say, though, I'm going to go ahead and do a little self-congratulating to the two of us. Because very early on, we pegged her. We're like, she's a fucking predator. She's a, she's sexually devious. Yeah. She's, like, attacking men. You know. That's true. Peep, she's a peeping Tom with these boys. Like, she is a dangerous mind and we are just now starting to see it because they framed it to us at the beginning as like kind of, you know, laughable and silly and, you know, playful. But we didn't, we were like, no, this isn't. Yeah. It was very like mean girls, right? Where it's like mean girls, that shit's not acceptable to treat people like that. However, it's also not the most horrible thing in the world. Like, you you don't think of a 16-year-old girl who's, like, m- kind of mean to other girls as, like, a psychopath. Right. But Kay's definitely a psycho. Yeah. She's out of her mind. 100%. In the worst way. Yeah, not in a fun way. Not She's in a very lovable way. She's unfun crazy. She's the anti-Teresa. She needs some help. She is. She's the anti-Teresa. Yeah. She does need lots of help. Yeah. Yeah. Good lord. Okay. Oh lord. So she's doing this spell the computer. Remember her head has come through the other side of the internet. And is breathing fire. Is breathing fire at Faith. And uh, then Faith finally manages to close the laptop, right? And everything stops. And it's like, whoo, okay, that was close. That was a close one, right? She gets her ass back in front of the laptop and it flies back open. (laughs) And Tabitha Flies back through the thing, blowing fire, going, you'll never stop me. Like, I'm going to get you, and then I'm going to kill your daughter. She said, where are your precious angels now, Faith? 
Oh my god. It was amazing. So Faith naturally faints. Of course. This is a perfectly reasonable reaction. Yep. This terrified me. Love this clip. I mean, I know we already talked about the Tabitha coming through the screen thing, but god damn, it's so good. It's the Glenn Close moment in Fatal Attraction. Oh fuck yeah! You know, it's 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 so satisfying because it's that that same feeling. Oh you yeah, know? It's like I gotcha. Yeah, so Ooh, good. Lord Tabitha, <laughs> love it. <laughs> Teresa's are my favorite. Always. Teresa's fantasy was like a cuckold fantasy today. <laughs> like, like reverse cuckold. <laughs> I mean, Gwen was there. <laughs> but you can't cuck a woman. Yeah, in this case, you can. <laughs> she cucked a girl. <laughs> I cucked a girl and I liked it. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We're going to stop talking about that. So, so we're going to stop talking about that and move on to what her fantasy actually was, which was she basically told Whitney, if he saw me out of this disguise, things would be different, I'm sure. Mm. And so then she goes into her her fantasy and she's in her disguise with her <laughs> wig and everything. Ethan is coming out in the costumer's favorite costume for him, a towel. Mm. He's always in a towel. A towel or bathrobe. Like, which is towel adjacent, yep. really. Terry cloth. Yes. He comes out with a towel around his waist, and he sees her, and she starts to, like, unbutton her shirt and take off her clothes. And then she takes off her wig, and her long, beautiful brown locks just flow in the wind, and she shakes out her hair like she's in a L'Oreal commercial. <laughs> and then... He looks at her and he's like, you're the most beautiful woman in the world. I love you. Blah, blah, blah. And then he, like, picks her up. And they, it's very sexual. And then she looks over his shoulder and sees Gwen in the doorway <laughs> with her arms crossed, just really upset, being cucked. Being cucked. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. I was really worried that we had lost our edge, but it's back. <laughs> Gwen the cuck should go on a t-shirt. I just have to say, I love how tickled you are by by that whole thing. I'm just like, yeah, she's a cuckold. I think it's so funny. <laughs> Gwen the cuck. I was uh, putting something up on Instagram the other day, and you were only allowed to go up to 30 hashtags. And so I was like, I'm not dropping Gwen the cuck. It's no. staying. Like, well, I got to figure out another way to do this. I don't remember who I... Who what I, got chopped? What got chopped? I don't remember. Probably... I probably left Lomax and Gwen and left out. Okay. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Gwen the cuck. I love Gwen that the cuck. I love that that's like a thing now. When we talk about Gwen, that's what we say. Gwen the cuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I would say poor Gwen, but Gwen does some shit later on, and she's fuck Gwen. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what she does. So for me, I, Gwen is kind of like I don't know. Not, a, a non-starter for me. Yeah, Sorry, I just she, clapped when I said that. But okay. she uh, is just kind of there. She, you know what? She's just a character to be in the way of Teresa's goal. Yeah. That's really the only purpose she serves right now. So she doesn't irritate me. She's. I, I just don't think about her. That's true. She. She literally is Teresa's obstacle. That's really her 
that really is her character, right. honestly, throughout the whole show. Oh, okay. She's Teresa's obstacle. Yeah, she's just an yeah. obstacle right now. Yeah. True. I, that's a good observation. Thank you. Nice. I really thought we were losing our edge, but... But, Gwen the Cuck. <laughs> so, he goes... He wants to go and call Ethan back on the payphone, but if he goes to the payphone, he won't be able to see the door to the bathroom anymore. And hes that's the whole point of him being down on the harbor right now is to watch this ladies room door to just stand outside the women's bathroom and wait for two teenage girls to come out so what does he do he ensnares another child yep he's just all about kids so (laughs) i don't know so he he's all about kids he's all about kids so (laughs) (laughs) all kids all the time (laughs) <laughs> Lomax land. Man. He's just all about kids. <laughs> that cracked me up he's so awful. hard. Oh. He's just all about kids. <laughs> it took me off guard. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I don't know what to tell you, man. He is. He's a fucking creep. Oh, God. He's all about kids. <laughs> It was the way you said it. It was the way you said it. Like, we were, like, moving on. And you're like, he's just, he's all about kids. (laughs) We're just going to breeze right over that one, huh? Oh, Lord. That was so funny. I hate him. I hate him, too. We don't need to talk about him. (laughs) Charity hasn't seen any proof that the world is evil. So her assumption is that my mom's completely wrong and the world is not evil at all. Uh, I don't know. That's just the way I read it. No, no, no. I like that. I think that makes a lot of sense. And that's why she's not, has no skepticism. And part of that too is because she has been so sheltered. Right. Yeah. She hasn't seen enough to know that she really should be looking out for anything at all. Mm-hmm. Even when it's staring her in the face. Yeah. That, that's another thing though. She <sighs> has been almost murdered three whole times. And, she, and she's just, she's like, oh yeah, some hands and reached out of the sink and tried to drown me slash pull me through it. And she, and she just laughed it off. She's still walking around with the optimism of Mary Poppins, right? Like she's, <laughs> she's just flitting around on her umbrella and who cares? She's going in and out of cartoon worlds like it's nothing. Seriously. So... Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, even though the sound of it is really quite atrocious. If you run enough, you always sound precocious. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Wow, that was Ooh, that was rough. rough. All right, it was in there when I was a child. Now she, uh, charity again, irritating. <laughs> yeah. Although I was kind of sticking up for her in that that episode. Was no, the that, things that you said makes uh, make a lot of sense, though. Yeah, yeah. I I I like the assessment. I think it totally aligns with who she is and explains a lot. Does that make her less annoying? No, nope. no. But I understand it a little bit more, I guess. Yeah. And again, she had all, almost been murdered three times mm. in like the last day and a half. <laughs> Jesus. Maybe she sustained a head injury. Like, there's some trauma going on, like some internal <laughs> bleeding or, so, like, bruising or something. Like, oh, my gosh. That's she's... impairing her thinking. Maybe. Nah. <laughs> she, has, she has a traumatic brain injury? Yeah. Maybe. She's been concussed. Yeah. 
A few times. Yes. <laughs> Simone has like this change of, not even a change of heart. She has felt this way. She just decides to go against Kay. Mm-hmm. And so she says, Charity, wait. And then Kay puts her hand over Simone's mouth. Yeah. Because Kay is an abusive friend. She's a toxic ass friend. Yeah. She's so toxic. Agreed. She's Agreed. horrible. Yeah. She is horrible. She puts her hand over her mouth. I, we are fighting. Like we got to this part of Kay and I was like, oh, she's, this is horrible. And mm, was thinking, I don't know. She really out horribles herself. Every time she comes on screen. She does. Because really at this point I was like, this is awful. And this is probably in my head. Like, this is the worst she's going to do probably. Nope. No, man. She gets so much worse. She Every time she ups the ante, she mm-hmm. raises the bar. You know, Kay is just reaching for excellence. <laughs> <laughs> she's doing a lot of reflection. She's, she's looking back. She's like, that didn't work. This didn't work. You know, how do I assess the situation and improve this? And, you know, she's really putting in the work. Is she terrible? Yes. yes. If I, she's like, if I'm going to be bad, I'm going to go all the way. She's like a supervillain. She is a supervillain. She's villain. like a supervillain in the making. And there's yeah. magic in this show. She also is a supervillain, but she's a supervillain where nothing actually works out for her. None of her schemes have worked out. That's true. None of them have worked out. She is uh, like a practicing psychological terrorist who hasn't honed her craft just yet. <laughs> yeah. But she's, she's, still, she's still working at it, you know. Yeah. She's, she's working on yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Horrible. Horrible person. I hate her. Yeah, we, we kind of got a little funny because that's who we are as people. But like, I, I, I truly cannot stand her. She's awful. And she treats Simone like shit. Yeah, I can't believe Simone sticks around. Me I think either. it's because she's so lonely because her family ignores yeah. her. It's so sad. Yeah, it but, is. But you know, that's the thing with predators. They know how to pick people. Mm-hmm. They know they know how to find people who are more likely to slip through the cracks and be able to be mistreated and abused and yeah, and victimized. Yeah, yeah. 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 Kay's evil, man. Yeah. Eva's like, I noticed you have some burns on the bottom of your feet. Like, scarring from like burns. Like, scarring from burns. And Latara looks at me, she goes, oh, do you think she was burned at the stake? And then Tabitha has a flashback of being burned, burned at the, at the fucking stake. stake. Burned at the stake, <laughs> this one. I shouldn't laugh about it's- about it, but like, because the Salem witch trials are horrible. Horrific. But the flashback is hilarious. Yeah. And it's not important at all, except it's... It, to be entertaining. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's in no way important. It's just like, Tabitha's a witch. <laughs> Tabitha's a witch, of course. And uh, look, the Salem witch trials were an atrocity, and they didn't find any witches. And if there were real witches, they certainly would have avoided it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, if I was an actual witch with actual magic, yeah, I'd fuck you all up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How, what, how do you, mere mortal man, think that you would be able to apprehend a real witch? Right. <laughs> I, I, anyway. Forget it. Anyway. So they just killed a bunch of women. They just killed a bunch of women. Uh, and Tabitha I somehow escaped. Because she's a real the, witch. The pyre. We haven't seen how it's happened yet, but we know it's going to. Because she's a real witch and you can't kill a real witch with fire. Mm-hmm. I, I imagine. Mm-hmm. That's just something they made up. Well, she does have burnt markings on her feet. Yeah, but it didn't kill her. That's true. The hubris of man. The hubris of man. To think that you can go up against someone with, like, extreme 
unknowable magical powers and bring them down yeah just because you're a man yeah wow wow yeah i have nothing to add again i added that even in the clip i said like we're gonna this flashback had no value other than to be entertaining that's the same reason i added that clip it was entertaining it had no value except to be entertaining well here okay it did have value because i actually have some i have a discussion to have with you okay like are we gonna spend some time in salem like in these flashbacks or are these just entertainment value little things uh i think we do get some more things about tabitha we de- yeah we definitely get a lot more not a lot more we definitely get more like tabitha background okay yeah because i would love nothing more tend to just follow Tabitha throughout the decades. That's that's just a spinoff to, I would love to oh watch. Oh my god, just to see like her life and how how she got here in harmony next to the Bennetts and like has she just been like at odds with this family for centuries and, and been, why? Like, and why? Exactly. <laughs> like what I I look. I don't know. I, I think it get, could be interesting. Yeah, we should get in touch with that actress and and uh pitch it to her. Well, she wrote a book. I wonder if any of that's included in that book. Well, she didn't write the book. Oh. Tabitha Lennox wrote right. a book. Right, 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 right. Passion, like the Passion <laughs> producers character. or whatever wrote a book, and Tabitha Lennox wrote it. Right. I want to see if I can get my hands on that book. I looked it up on Amazon, and I don't even remember what the name of it is oh my now. Gosh. But I looked it up on Amazon. It was really expensive. Latara. What? Those could be great bonus episodes. Hell we, yeah. We read a chapter of the book. Hell yeah. Let's do that. We'll get okay. the book. We got to get the book. All right. <laughs> And Simone's like, well, I guess you really don't care, do you? You just want to get Charity out of Miguel's life at all costs. And Kay is like, well, if Charity's not around, then he'll fall in love with me. Like, she's so delusional. She's so delusional. Like these people on 90 Day Fiance. Just delusional. Delusional. Call her Yolanda. Yeah, right? I mean, look, we know Teresa's delusional, but she's like, I love Ethan, and he's the best. If only he could get to see me and know me, he would love me, too. She's not like, we got to get Cuck Gwen out of the way. You and, know what I mean? And Teresa's delusional in a lovable way. Mm-hmm. Kay is delusional in, like, a malignant way. Yeah. To yeah. the point that she will sabotage her own mother. I don't believe for one second that Teresa Lopez Fitzgerald would throw her mother Pilar under the bus for Ethan Crane. Never. Never. Never, ever, ever. But we are watching Kay do it in real time. Yeah. No, I don't think that would ever happen. I mean, Kay sucks. We've we've established this. She sucks. I can't think of enough words to describe how evil Kay is. That's it. That's all I got. I I sat here for a minute trying to think of some, and I couldn't. That's all I got. Although, I I wouldn't mind having a discussion about 90 Day Fiance at some point. Okay, let's do (laughs) it. Let's talk about it. Are you kidding? Culty at the beach. Oh, God. Culty at the beach. Oh, my gosh. Are y'all watching 90 Day Fiance? Like, if you again, y'all don't have to write to us about passions. If you want to write to us about anything we mention on the show, please do. Especially 90 Day Fiance. I was talking with somebody about... um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yes. Oh, please write to yeah. us about these things. We love it. We love it. <laughs> We're, we'll expand it. Yeah. <laughs> Just write to us. Just write to us. Well, you know what? I think everyone is so like starved for 
human connection. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and like us too. Like we like it. Like I love being able to like talk to people and, yeah. and you know, have conversations about, you know, mutual interests and things that we like. And right now it's a lot of junky TV because I can't handle heavy stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. True. So write to us about 90 Day Fiance. Oh, it's so good. It really Almost is. Almost as good as Passions. But not quite. Mm-mm. Thank you, Simone. Thank you, Simone, for doing the right fucking thing. So Sam and Grace are elated, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they're like, thank you so much. This is amazing. And they run out to go to the Lopez Fitzgerald house and try and intercept Charity before Miguel gets her home. And then Kay looks at Simone and says, you traitor, and slaps the shit out of her. I have no words. We would have been fighting. And Simone would take her. Kay, I, like... Kay's tiny. Kay is tiny, but she's athletic. She she plays softball. She's... She just looks so fragile to me. Yeah, she she is athletic, uh, according to her character story. Yeah, that's true. Um, She slaps the shit out of Simone. Slaps her right across her face. Her best friend slaps her. And Simone, like, protected her. Like you said, she could have blown that shit up. She really, she really could have. She could have came out and said, look, Kay's been hiding this from you. She's been hiding this from Charity. We figured this out, mm-hmm. like, hours ago we figured this out, mm-hmm. and she's been hiding the whole thing. Because that's the truth. That is the absolute truth. So, Kay, actually, Kay's lucky that Simone did that. Truly. Yeah, well, because Simone is a good friend. She doesn't want to get Kay in trouble, mm-hmm. and she knows that it'll hurt maybe irrevocably hurt her family Mm -hmm. if she's caught lying about this. And Mm -hmm. so she does what she can to correct the wrong, make it right, and keep her friendship intact. Kay's a monster. Kay's awful. Kay is a sexual, violent predator. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, she is. Kay's a monster. Oh, I don't she wet like the bed her. and like torture animals. Jesus. Does she have? I'm serious. Like she, look, the things that she is doing are terrifying, and these are things that are often overlooked and eventually lead to like straight up murderers and you know rapists and things like that. Like this kind of behavior in a man would be considered in a very different way than than society thinks about with women but it's the same thing yeah she's still doing the same things there and it's awful it's unacceptable yeah she's quite the villain her behavior she's wow. quite the villain wow yeah i can't believe she slapped her it's clear in listening to our podcast like <laughs> that i do a lot of like true crime shit oh yeah it's because i'm always like Men kill women. Like serial killers start off with animals like, and wetting the bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> K is a violent predator. Like, I mean, and I know I'm like on a soapbox about Frank Lomax being a pedophile and all this shit, but it's because it's real and yeah. it exists, and it's something that we should be talking about. Yeah, K is awful. Goddamn monster. Oh my, she is. Yeah. And, oh. and again, we are not even to the worst of K yet. Oh. Like at that point, you know what I mean? That's true. She, well, she just slapped, you know, she showed us her true colors because she just slapped the shit out of Simone because Simone was trying to say, hey, I think I found your missing family. And yeah. Kay was like, no, we're not going to help my mother. Oof. Who she doesn't have a poor relationship with. You know, it'd be one thing if she was, like, on the outs with her family. She didn't have a relationship with them. She wasn't talking. That would be still awful, but it would be different. 
as we have already said earlier, Grace is fucking awesome. Yeah, she is. Great. Yeah. Again, you know what? Yet again, I have said this multiple times about having children and why I haven't had any yet. And part of it is because there's no guarantee you won't get a shitty one. Mm. There's no guarantee. Mm. Look how great Grace is. Look at how great Sam is. Yeah. And then they got this little monster. And Jessica's great too. Yeah, Jessica seems so great. So far. I mean, she, you know, we <clears throat> yeah. don't know much, but she seems fine. I shouldn't say she's great. She's fine. Yeah. But there's no guarantee you won't get a shitty one. A fucking so- sociopath monster. Yeah. Every serial killer has a set of probably de- perfectly fine parents. Well. Not everyone. <laughs> but a lot of them do. They off- like, come from, like, fine families. Yeah. Oftentimes they don't. But, you know, but every, but I see what you're saying. Like, they have people in their life. Because how many serial killers have neighbors? Oh, he seemed like a great guy. Yeah. I had no idea, you know. Yeah. Come from seemingly functional families. Yeah. And, and then, of course, you have the Ed Geens. Ugh. You know, different story, but... All right. Anyway, I'm going to stop. And so why wouldn't she have thought to bring a picture of her mom with her? I don't get that. I don't get that because the whole point of her going to Harmony each time has kind of been Miguel convincing her, oh, we can, Mrs. Bennett can help you. Everybody, she knows everybody in Harmony. Maybe she can help you. That's been like three trips ago. Right. Right. So... Why hasn't on the subsequent trips, why hasn't she brought a picture with her? Because the last time when he fir- the very first time anybody asked her about a picture, she said, oh, it was in my other bag. So she has a picture of her mom that yeah. she generally would carry with her. Yeah. She just hasn't retrieved it for whatever reason. Because she's a moron. <laughs> she uh, Right now, she's just basic. Ugh. She, I mean, is there anything more basic than basic? Factory settings. She's, she. <laughs> okay. Charity is at factory settings <laughs> right now. No extra apps. No, like, nice lock screen factory settings. Factory settings. Honey, she is so basic. That's the best way to describe her. stand by that too i forgot about it and i love it and 100 percent back it up yeah i stand by that i i have nothing else to say factory settings period she's so annoying i can't stand her <laughs> what's more basic than basic factory settings <laughs> <laughs> oh so over at the crane <laughs> over at the crane mansion i've been meaning to make this point for a while Sheridan is, like, taking a load off in the living room. Are we just going to give up on the fact that Sheridan has a, a phobia of this room? I think we, so. we have just given up on that because I, they, they mentioned it. Because they have to shoot in the mansion, and yeah. that's, like, the only main room in the mansion, I yep. guess. Because she is just having the most relaxing time <laughs> in this room and has been in and out of there multiple times at this point. Right. When they introduced the idea that she has this phobia because of this memory, they made it very clear that she has difficulty stepping foot over the threshold and into the the, living room. the sitting room, the living room, whatever you want to call this. But yeah, it's a major set piece that they have built and have to shoot on. And so they keep putting her in there <laughs> and then just ignoring the fact that they already set up a premise that she can't be in there. So we're just, we're just giving up on that. <sighs> we're just going to give up on that. Who who cares? They just assumed we were too dumb to notice. But we're not. We're not that dumb. Mm-mm. 
we're just a little bit dumb sometimes. Occasionally. So. <laughs> and usually for the sake of humor. Yeah. You got anything to say about that? I, you know what? I don't. I, you know, I, yeah, the, the living room thing annoys me. And I think, you know why it annoys me too now is because several episodes ago, we did this part where she was just in the living room. Nobody said anything about her phobia. It wasn't an issue. She pours herself a drink. She sits down on the couch, just like hanging out. And then we jump to some more episodes later and her phobia of the living room is back. Yeah. Inconsistency, right? I mean, what are we doing? What is, I was willing to let it go. What is passions without a little inconsistency? <laughs> In, yeah, inconsistent and terrible continuity. Short memory, right? Like the, the, the memory span is like that of a goldfish. <laughs> but it's also like such a large plot point. Mm. Like it's one thing to forget about a phone call or give up on one thing. A shed. Yeah, it's one thing to do that, but her fear of the living room stems from the fact that she thinks she killed someone in there. Right. It's a it's a huge plot point. Yeah. I I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I've just I I don't know what to tell you, man. That's fine. Like, yeah, calm she, down, relax. She's had a hell of a pa- of a few days. She really has. Let's, like, go over this, actually. I know we give her so much shit, but she has been through so much in the last, like, seven days. Yeah. We really don't know how long it's been. It's I been, know. Like, I keep I can't It's been track. somewhere between six and seven days. Yeah. We're on either day six or day seven. We might be on day five. We're not still on day five. I'm pretty sure we have moved into day six. Okay. But <clears throat> when we met Sheridan, she was in Paris and had been for two years. Mm-hmm. This, again, this was, what, six Within a week. Within a week. She was in Paris. That day in Paris, she had a car accident. That was bad enough to put her in a coma. Yeah, and then so she was in the hospital for like another day. Then Gwen came and they went out to eat and stuff. Yeah. And then she and Jean-Luc went out on the town for their like little montage situation, that fucking carriage. Yeah, so that was the next day he proposed. He proposed. She says yes. She thinks everything's coming together for her. Then... She goes to the cabin with this man or out to the country. Yeah. Mimi shows up. Yeah. She finds out that he's been two-timing her and gets in her car, which we thought had a bomb in it, but didn't. So Sheridan doesn't even know how much shit she's been through <laughs> in the past six days. Like, we know, but she doesn't even know. She gets in her car, drives off, has her crying in the car moment that we have all had, oh. and then goes to the airport, almost gets abducted from the airport. Right. Again, she doesn't know that. <laughs> And gets on a plane, goes back to Harmony, has another car accident. Yeah. Two more. Flees the police, goes to jail, has to go to court, crashes her car again, almost hits a pedestrian. Now she has to serve 100 hours of community service, and now she's got a date at the lobster shed. Sheridan has been through a lot of shit in the last six days. A lot. She's been through a lot. debilitating flashbacks yeah on top of that she may or may not have killed someone <laughs> and now sure she it and it has a phobia of this like living room can't can't sleep in the mansion period oh, has Sheridan. to sleep out in the cottage which is nice she was also sexually assaulted at a party oh my god yeah that happened too so much has happened to Sheridan, in the Sheridan. Last six days. like a oh. lot oh my yeah. gosh so I, I mean I'm gonna continue to give her shit because she sucks but she has been she's through been through so it much. she's been through it <laughs> <laughs> it was also day five. Yeah, it was day five. We, I have I have figured that out. We're still in day five at this point. We thought that 
there's so much that has happened to her. There's absolutely no way that it could possibly have been six or, or only, you know, a short five days. It had to be six or seven days. Nope. Not even a full week. Five days. All of that shit happened to her in five days. In a work week. Oh, Lord. Yeah, again. Wow. Again. They make they do so much to Sheridan. You kind of have to feel bad for it when you start to, like, recount it all. Yeah. Can't help it. Wow, Sheridan. Sheridan. That was hilarious, though. It was funny. I'm, I, I was cracking up just listening to it again. <laughs> yeah, it it's hilarious. nice to revisit this because, you know, I do listen to the podcast, but um, I don't remember shit that I hear, you know? Yeah. So I'll forget this. It's nice now. You know, four months from now, I'll forget it. Yeah, and it's been so long since we did it or even watched the episode. True. So a lot of stuff just, you just forget. Yeah. But then Ethan gets upset that she's dating someone, like, outside of their class. Mm -hmm. And he says some very off-putting things. Mm -hmm. Like, you should only go out with men from our own social circle. So then Sheridan talks with him a little bit more and explains that she actually almost hit Hank. And that's how they met and all this other stuff. And Ethan goes, you know what, Sheridan, maybe you don't need a night out. Maybe you need driving lessons. What, I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I have been saying that. Girl, what are you doing? You Does she even have a driver's license? Right? Like, Why, can yeah. you... What, was she driving around Paris? Yeah, remember she got into a car oh, accident yeah, in Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's gotten into car accidents on two fucking continents in the last six days. <laughs> this poor woman. <laughs> she definitely needs remedial driving classes. <laughs> like, she needs a bicycle. She doesn't. She shouldn't be on a, in a car. Maybe some rollerblades. Right. Oh, this poor woman is a mess. Sheridan can't drive, period. She needs to have that license revoked. Absolutely. Give her a, a, a scooter. Absolutely. Not, not a motorized one. No. <laughs> yeah, like a razor scooter? Do not give her anything with a motor. Oh. <laughs> a razor scooter, pair of roller skates. A bicycle. I got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. Mm -hmm. Or whatever. What's that song? I don't know. It just oh, yeah, came I've to heard my that, mind. I've heard that in like movies. All right. Sheridan can't drive. So... That's all there well, is Well, she to say. can, but she shouldn't be. No, she should not drive. She shouldn't drive. They should take her keys from her. But for her, it's like, this is the first boy she's ever liked. And he likes her back. Yeah. Do you remember? How many boys did you like that were not interested? Well, for me, it was a lot. <laughs> In high school? Oh, my God. You know, I went to an art school, yeah. so, like, all of the boys, most of the boys were gay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like them. They didn't like me back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I was like, uh, you know, awkward and very tall and everything else. And I just, you know, had, I was boy crazy. Like every girl I had all these crushes. None of them liked me back. Yeah. Not a single one. So to be like 16 yeah. and the person that you were like are infatuated with, you're like, oh my He's God, infatuated so with cute. you too. And he likes you back. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, that would be it's sweet. It's such a special feeling. Yeah. I don't know. I... I mean, we've had this conversation. I did not do well in high school with the boys, right. <laughs> you know, like in general. I was very, I was just very um, awkward. I guess everybody is, but yeah. but my friends. I also was thicker, so I came into my grown woman body at like in like eighth grade. Same girl, right? Like I had D cup breasts. Same, yeah. and I was wearing like a 13 in pants mm -hmm. juniors like the top of the you know mm -hmm. and busting out of those because mm -hmm. my thighs and butt and hips were so wide and big I, and i was just like shaped like an adult like i was just had a banging bod i, I did but but oh, all but the other girls were right, skinny and right. then and didn't weren't shaped like me so i thought i was just like fat mm -hmm. so yeah and the, I bo and, the boy, and the boys just weren't interested the like 
grown men were. Same. No, I identify with what you're saying and actually, you know, reflecting on it, it makes sense. Like, a 14-year-old boy is attracted to a 14-year-old girl, mm-hmm. you know? And when we're walking around and we're 14 and we look like we're 25... Brick houses. Lay <laughs> stack, and that's a fact. <laughs> Ain't holding nothing back. She's a brick. She's 13. <laughs> <laughs> and it's inappropriate to sing this song about her. <laughs> she is a child. <laughs> She's a minor minor. <laughs> Gotta avert my eyes. <laughs> oh Lord. Gold. This is fucking gold. Oh, I love it. And I, th- and I thought we ran out of jokes. <laughs> I just cracked myself up. Oh good uh, God. That so- was fabulous. That was good. I don't know what we were talking about. <laughs> we're talking about being in high school. Apparently we have a lot oh, of feelings about being in high school. We're talking about charity. So, charity. so I understand. So to get back to this show, I understand where she's coming from and that she's experiencing basically all of life in the span of like two days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I understand why she's devastated that she has to walk away from this, you know, for seemingly no good reason for her. <sighs> yeah. Ugh. I feel so. I do feel bad for charity. She's a brick house. Oh Lord, that was a fun clip. That was a very fun clip. I love our musical clips. Me too. It's really what we do best. Uh, of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> of course you know is. it. Yeah. Also, like, I started to feel a little bit. This is when I started to feel a little bit bad for charity. Mm-hmm. Uh, kinda. We have to stop judging characters so quickly and then give them a little time to develop. Whatever. No, no we don't. No, we don't. No, we like, don't. Like, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them the mm. first time. Mm. Maya Angelou said that. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why the caged bird sings, but... But... Well, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> that, that was... I knew I was in trouble when I started it. <laughs> when I started that sentence, I was like, girl, where are you going with this? <laughs> All right, let's move on. We're almost to the end of this. But while they're there, Sheridan explains to Ethan that she's much more comfortable in the cottage than she is in the main house. Mm -hmm. Because of what happened there, as we know, Mm -hmm. she can't be in that. Even though she spends so much time in that living room that she's supposed to be afraid of. But again, I'm going to let it go. Yeah, I really am. Yes, they're at the cottage. And Ethan is asking Sheridan to tell tell him more about this Hank character. He says, I wish I knew more about this Hank guy. And Sheridan says, don't worry about him. I told him I would meet him at the Lobster Shack just in case he's a creep. And then the doorbell rings. And I thought to myself, that better not be Hank. But it was. It was Hank. Creep as Hank. At her front door with a rose. Can you imagine making a date with a man? Oh my God. Who you have never, has never been to your home. You met him today and you told him, I will meet you there. And he shows up at your front door with one rose. Oh my God. I would think I'm about to die. Mm -hmm. This man's here to kill me. Yeah. That's terrifying. Especially after I explicitly said, I'll meet you there. And I, and I know that like. They're a famous family and their property is famous in the town, so he knows. How, but how did he get, get onto on the, the grounds? grounds? Yeah. And someone at the mansion must have said she's at the cottage. Like, some, you know, like, there are many levels of security that were breached. Yes, absolutely. Somebody's getting fired. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Somebody's mm-hmm. getting fired. Teresa had the dogs let out on her. Right. <laughs> And Hank just gets a little bit of the third degree from Ethan. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And she doesn't seem, she's like, what are you doing here at first? And then she's like, okay, well, come on in. She seems, like, charmed by it. Yeah. 
Because she has terrible, terrible, terrible judgment. Yeah. She seems charmed by it, even though this is like stalker territory. Mm -hmm. This is dangerous. Mm -hmm. A man should not ever just show up to your house when you, he, you didn't give him your address. Right. You just showed up. Mm Mm-hmm. Sheridan does not know how to pick good men. No. She's punishing herself because she thinks she deserves bad men because she thinks she's a bad person, which I now know. Yeah. You know, in hindsight. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, he just showed up. Just showed up. Mm-mm. Also, don't like Hank. No, I don't care for Hank. And truly, like, I don't like Hank, and I don't like, I don't care about him enough to have even put pulled out many Hank clips. Like, I don't think, I think that might be the only one I pulled. Well, he doesn't do anything, like, super fun. That's true. You know, I mean, I'm sure some shit is going to go down as we dig into, like, this FBI stuff. You know what I mean? Like, we've just scratched the surface of Hank um, Bennett. Yeah. All right. Hank Bennett. Mm. What a bad name. Hank Bennett. (laughs) Hank Bennett. Hank. I miss Bennett. I miss Bennett. A Miss Bennett and a, a Hank Miss Bennett. Bennett. <laughs> a Hank, a Hank Bennett. Oh, that's a Pride and Prejudice reference. If you don't get that one, a Miss Bennett, a Miss Bennett, a Miss Bennett, and a Hank Bennett. Cute. So they're sitting there. They order their appetizers. Hank and Sheridan talk a little bit. Hank continues to lie to Sheridan. Says he's not interested in easy money. Mm-hmm. He wants to work hard and build a legacy, create an empire, and make money for his future family. He Especially wants Especially his future and wife. Ugh. And Sheridan is lapping it up. She's pathetic. She is just such an easy sell. Like, it's just so easy to con her. No wonder all these men do it. She she's is, an easy mark. She's grown-up charity. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's grown-up charity. She's grown-up charity. Oh, they behave the same way. Yes. Sheridan is twice her age. Yes. She has not learned a damn thing. And has had, like, all the opportunities in life and that life can afford to a person, whereas Charity has just been, like, completely sheltered. Like, it makes sense that Charity makes... It doesn't always make sense. But some of the things that Charity thinks and feels is like, okay, of course she doesn't know better because she hasn't been anywhere. Mm. Oh, yeah, my Sheridan gosh. hasn't gotten there. No. God damn. Yeah, I, I, yet another thing I stand by... Sheridan is grown-up charity. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Like, living a sheltered life. Only, instead of being sheltered by, like, her mother's fear, she's sheltered by her wealth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, only is allowed to associate with a certain kind of person. And Yeah. yeah that's, that's a good point. They're also both annoying. Exactly. Blonde. And blonde. An- annoying blondes. <laughs> I don't know. That's... <laughs> Too a annoying sweeping blondes. statement, but it's yeah. Well, it's too not. We're blondes. not saying anything about blondes. We're just saying that these two women are blondes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they are. They are. Yeah. They sure are. Well, that's the last clip for this episode. That's the last clip. So we hope you enjoyed it. So this is our last clip episode for uh, for the hiatus. We'll be back with our regular programming on September sixth. Yeah, Sunday, September 6th, we'll be back with a new Passions Podcast episode where we're actually back into the show. Yeah, so. episodes 61 and 62 probably are, are the episodes we're on. I think I'm pretty so, sure. yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so we shall return with the programming you all love so much. I We hope you enjoyed these bonus episodes. We wanted to do something to fill the space between us taking a break and coming back. So we hope you enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. We certainly enjoyed it. Oh, for sure. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. 
We have to say goodbye to you now, but you can keep up with us on social media. We have Facebook. We have Instagram. We have TikTok. We have an email address, passionspodcast at gmail.com, where we want to hear about 90 Day Fiance. (laughs) And maybe some passions. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So please write us in. Yeah. Did I say that right? Write us in. I was going to say anything about it, but yeah. Right into right us. Right into us. My brain is done. <laughs> I've done too many of these. I We're can't done for the day anyway. All right. Well, that's all, everybody. Here we go. You are my passion for life.